the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Yes, I'm back in my old stomping grounds. I'm back home in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Had an incredible uh, week in Sturgis, and before that, uh, spent an incredible week in uh, Colorado, up in the mountains of Winter Park. I had a chance to see the... uh, Toby Mac uh, Awakening concert with uh, Danny Goki and uh, Jordan Felice and uh, uh, just some incredible, incredible people. And uh, so I've been on the road for about 10 days. Uh, got home Sunday. I actually got home. I lied. I got home Friday. I drove all through the night. So I left at, uh, Sturgis at 4.30 p.m. Uh, and stopped at 4 a.m. in a rest stop somewhere. Uh, till about 6 a.m. and then drove back through another six and a half hours. So I got home about 12.30. And then tomorrow I hit the road for Las Vegas. So um, a lot going on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always moving. You know, when all else fails, do something is one of my mottos. Because when you change your position, you change your perspective. So if you're always moving, things look different, right? Uh, and remember, nobody responds to reality. And we respond to our map of reality. And so there's something called reflective learning, look back learning, and it's so powerful. It's, a, it's about remembering. It's about recollecting. It's about reminding. Great words, right? I love words, right? Words have meaning. The right words at the right time can change someone's life, and the wrong words at the right time, if someone allows it, will destroy them. But consider this, words are nothing more than a whole bunch of letters put together without the energy to back him up. And so every time when I was a kid, when I had Mr. Potato Head, every time that I took that just that little oval-shaped body and started putting his hands and his legs and his feet and his arms on him, I remembered him. Isn't that great, understanding that word? Recollect is to collect, bring it back together again to remind, to, to remember. That's to put something back together again. And the greatest commandment in the Bible is not sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's not about idols or adultery. All those are bad things. Don't get me wrong. Not, no, well, not rock and roll. <laughs> not rock and roll. Of course, that's not bad. And of course, sex inside of a marriage is a gift from God. So, uh, but you know what I'm talking about, right? And so uh, we got to remember uh, and so part of being a leader, and Jesus Christ did it, General Patton did it, all great leaders do this, uh, after an incredible experience, they pull back. They reflect. Many times after feeding the thousands with a couple of fish and a couple of little uh, loaves of bread, 
Jesus would retreat. Many times they would look for Jesus, those that want to be healed, and they couldn't find him because he was pulled back and retreating. Because he was reflecting, he was praying, he was meditating. And so today I like It Matters Radio, I want to reflect back to my week in Sturgis. You know, we uh, just finished the 82nd Annual Motorcycle Rally. And, you know, I believe that all life is learning. We're called to be lifelong learners, and uh, you have to. Because everything we go through has an opportunity to grow us if we choose. See, this is what God calls sanctification. It is the process of talking, taking all the injustice, all the unfairness, all the doggy dung of life that gets piled on us. You know, let's be honest. Sometimes life should get a 15-yard penalty for unnecessary roughness, right? Blow the whistle. Throw the flag. See, everything we go through has an opportunity to grow us or it can have an opportunity to destroy us. Uh, it, is, it is sanctification. It's taking all the unfairness, all the harshness, all the bitterness, all the struggles of this life and shaving us, molding us, trimming us uh, into the likeness of Christ, long-suffering and forgiving, merciful and graceful, uh, willing to turn the other cheek, willing to not keep a record wrong, a pound of flesh, willing to think the best in others and hope for the best in others, right? See, our experiences in life will either make us bitter or they'll make us better. It's about deciding what you want, who you are. And so today I want to remember, I want to look back at Sturgis in 2022 and, and let you realize some of the things that I learned because I want to learn. I always want to be better. If you ever get to know me, I truly do want to be the best version of myself. I don't think I walk on water. I lead with my brokenness. Uh, I, uh, I think I'm a flawed, broken man that the world has no value for. So I, I don't know how some of you think I, wa think I walk on water and some of you think I think I'm God. I'm not sure how that ever got into your head because you sure ain't hearing from me. I'm more screwed up than most of you. And the difference is I'm aware of it. And I work to be better today than I was yesterday. And I'm working to be better tomorrow than I am today. And so just a couple lessons. You know, first of all, you just got to realize the world's dark. Uh, and it's getting darker. And we got to realize, keep it simple, soldier. There are only two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light. And darkness hates the light. You know why? Because every time, if uh, you would hate Bob, if every time Bob showed up, you had to disappear. Could you imagine if you had no control over yourself and whoever this Bob character was, whenever he showed up, you just disappeared. You had no choice in the matter. You were gone. Wouldn't you hate Bob? Well, that's why darkness hates the light. <laughs> Because every time light shows up, guess what happens to dark? It has to go away. And what do those who are part of the kingdom of life have to do with those who are part of the kingdom of darkness? That's what God says. And so, you know, you just realize, you accept that for what it is. There's things that are promises and there are things that are facts. And a promise and a promise and a fact's a fact. And one of the things I was reminded of this last weekend is that we're all different. We're all different people. We all have different skills and talents. We all have different pain. We all have different past. We all have different drivers. We all have different fears. Uh, we are much more similar than we are different. Don't get me wrong. But there's vastness in that difference. And so I thought I'd start off with a little bit of prose before we go to break. Just something to get your mind in a nice, uh, a nice uh, pathway, if you will. One or two of my favorite poems. Uh, one of them is by Edward Guest. And the others by Ella Wheeler Wilcox. 
And the first one are leaners and lifters. There are two kinds of people on earth today, two kinds of people, no more, I say. Not the good or the bad, for it's well understood that the good are half bad, and the bad are half good. Not the happy or sad, for in the swift flying years bring each man his laughter and each man his tears. Not the rich or the poor, for to count a man's wealth you must know the state of his conscience and his health. Not the humble and proud, for in life's busy span who puts on vain airs is not counted a man. No, the two kinds of people on earth I mean are the people who lift and the people who lean. Wherever you go, you'll find the world's masses are ever divided in these two classes. And strangely enough, you'll find two I mean there is only one lifter to 20 who lean. In which class are you? Are you easing the load or the, of the overtaxed lifters who toil down the road? Or are you a leaner who lets others bear your portion of worry and labor and care? But Edgar Guest says, I watched them tearing a building down, a gang of men in a busy town. With a ho heave ho and a lusty yell, they swung a beam and a sidewall fell. I asked the foreman, are these men skilled, the men you'd hired if you had to build? He gave me a laugh and said, no indeed, and just common labor is all I need. I can easily wreck in a day or two what builders have taken a year to do. And I thought to myself as I went by my way, which of these two roles have I tried to play? Am I a builder who works with care, measuring life by the rule in the square? Or am I shaping my deeds by a well-made plan, patiently doing the best I can? Or am I a wrecker who walks the town, content with the labor of tearing down? She likes about choices. And we can't always control what happens to us, but we can control what happens in us. We can't control the cards that life deals us, but we can sure control how we play those cards. So today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm taking a look back at my week in Sturgis. We'll be right back in three minutes. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish. And we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and uh, man, good to be back home. Only be here a couple days, heading out to Las Vegas. We have a great class in Las Vegas. Uh, I think we're 11 or 12 people. Uh, the show's closed, but if you want to join us, if you already change your life, you just uh, uh, reach out to me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net, mr.black at likeitmatters.net, M-R period, B-L-A-C-K. Uh, man, it's going to be transformational. So uh, before I hit the road, though, tomorrow, uh, I want to kind of package up uh, what I just went through this last week. So many times. Uh, that we miss the lessons. And, and after a, a big experience of spiritual, physical, emotional, you should journal. You should document because we need to remember because life is an undulating line. And so today I just want to go back and I've reflected since I've gotten back. And you know, I don't know if you've ever been a part of something that's big and grand like the Sturgis. You know, Sturgis is a, this is my, I'm pretty sure it's my seventh year. I think I went out there 2016, the first year, uh, and it's uh, five days, and it's told. And again, I hate to say, use the word sacrifice because what Jesus did on the cross that was a sacrifice, giving up a little bit of comfort. That's really not a sacrifice. That's more service. But I'll call it a sacrifice. We, we, you know, we we get away from our families. We don't control our time. We we're out in a hot parking lot. We're serving, but it's it's a blessing. It's a blessing. And in the process, I learned a lot. So first of all, we were the same exact place the last seven years, or six years, not this year. Last six years I've been doing this, we were at the same exact church. Uh, it was a big church. We had the parking lot right outside the doors, so we'd do the parking lot. When we want to go inside, we go inside. This time was totally different. It was a brand new church. Now we have a brand new place where we're doing the bike wash, the parking lot. Not only that, the parking lot where we did the bike wash and that place where we stayed were not the same place like they've always been. Uh, they were a 15-minute drive away. And so there was a lot of things, a lot smaller. 
we had a lot less people staying at the church because there could only be a, a certain people. We had to put married couples around the city with other friends in other places. So it was all unique. It was a smaller place. We didn't know how it was going to work out. There was a lot of fear, a lot of trepidation. Uh, there was a lot of doubt. And so one of the lessons, I didn't even write it down here, is learn to, to be fluid. And especially when you know who you are and why you're here. See, that's the why it's important to have these, these existential questions asked. Who am I? What's my purpose? Why am I here? See, uh, why did I go to Sturgis? I go to Sturgis for dirty bikes, for broken people, and full immersion faith. Right? That's, that's what I go for. So no matter what church I was staying at, there's going to be dirty bikes, broken people, and full immersion faith. So no matter how close the parking lot was to the place where I was living, there would be dirty bikes, broken people, and full immersion faith. No matter who showed up this year to help out or who didn't show up this year to help out, there would be dirty bikes, there'd be broken people, and full immersion faith. See, it was Dr. Uh, uh, not, I don't know if he's Dr. Uh, Nietzsche. Nietzsche. He said, Frederick Nietzsche, he said, he who has a why can bear almost anyhow. Now, I don't like Frederick Nietzsche. Hitler quoted him a lot, and he hated God. But the truth is the truth no matter where it comes from. Uh, and it's true. You, you've got to be fluid. You've got to be flexible. When you know where you're going to know who you are, the path changes. But you always stay on, focused on the outcome. And my outcome was to wash dirty bikes, was to heal broken people, and have five days of full immersion faith. And I did not let the distractions of being uncomfortable, the distractions of newness, the distractions of gripey or groaning people who are, oh, it's going to be hard, or I might have to sleep on the floor, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to do this, oh my gosh, I'm not going to, be able to take a break, oh my gosh, I can't come in when I want to, oh my gosh, I can't. That's the devil. That's the devil. So I worked with a lot of people. And a couple of reminders besides the reminder of being fluid uh, and being flexible. Because the why very seldom changes. But the how changes all the time. Remember that. The why might seldom change. But the how might change all the time. And you got to be more focused on the why than you are on the how. Especially if you're a Christian. Because God's causing all things, right? I know the plan. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope and a future. And that's really a bookend for Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece, right? We have been prepared in advance to walk through good works. God's already set them up. We just got to be willing to push the go button. And so that's the key. If you're following the right spirit, God, and you know who you are, and you know whose you are, and you know what you're called to do, then all the other stuff is other stuff. And you don't get bogged down by it. So a couple other lessons. Number one, uh, this is my first list here. We're all driven by something. we got to remember that no one does anything just because. We are meta-monsters. We have lots of reasons for why we're doing what we're doing. And yet we have the tendency to judge people uh, based on their outcome, what we see on the outside. But we judge ourselves based on our intent. That's so unfair. So unfair. You know, one of my goals is to be a, a constantly being working and growing. And I'm used to being a big fish in a small pond. I'm CEO of Like It Matters. I do my own radio show. I was CEO of Empower You before it became Like It Matters. Uh, you know, I, I do my way of warrior.blog. I'm a pastor. I'm a counselor. And a lot of people elevate me on a high pedestal, which they should never do. 
but I really want to be the best version of myself, you know. Um, George Bernard Shaw, the famous writer, was with a group of people, and near the end of his life, they were reporters. And one of the people asked him, hey, George, if you could live your life all over again, and you could be anybody you wanted to be, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment, and he said, you know what, if I could live my life all over again and be anybody I wanted to be, I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. And what he was talking about, living his full potential without the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems. And that truly is my goal. And so it was so cool going out to Sturgis Bike Wash. You know, there's a leadership team. I'm just a slave. I love being a slave. I don't speak unless I'm asked to speak. Uh, I, if they want to wash bikes or wash toilets or, or dry bikes or, or cook in the kitchen or whatever, I'll help out. I pray two hours a day. I pray from 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. I pray from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, so we volunteer. And I had three of the leadership. Uh, Deborah, Brian, Larry, um, I'll say it publicly, I'm not making this up, separately, independently came up and told me, wow, they'll call me, like my spirit, the change in me. So it brought tears to my eyes because I wasn't doing that for their reason. I was doing that because I want to be that person. In July, I set up this whole event where my wife, Val, could meet these people that she's on a gaming group with, went to um, um, a Minneapolis, set that up, paid for a lot of stuff, got everybody together, let her spend basically four days where I took her Benaya after class where she could hang out. We just got back from a trip from Colorado, and then I set up a meeting for two of her friends to come up and join us in the mountains, and she got to spend a couple days with them, went to great events and a concert. Really nice things. I'm really working to love my wife no matter what, no matter what she's doing for me, not doing for me. And so to hear that encouragement from three people uh, who are in, in charge of me, I'm under their authority when I'm out there individually tell me the growth was beautiful now that's an emotional high led people Christ uh, I was feeling on top of the world and guess what happened so on on, on, on Saturday I was a friend who's been struggling who became friends when he lost his business in the uh, uh, COVID economy collapse a 70 some year old man who's uh, just a good guy had a harsh life built really rough life and Basically, he's been abandoned by everybody, and uh, he's a harsh man. He's, he can be hard to be around. And so he wound up barbecuing. His daughter's there and wanted me to bring my son. I really didn't want to go. But, you know, he's got cancer surgery on his tongue. They're doing some uh, uh, biopsies on, and he's got some other stuff going on with his eye and some other stuff. So, you know, in my spirit, I'm like, I don't want to go, God. I just got back from the road, and God's saying, go. He needs your love on him. So I go shopping for him and do all this stuff, spend an hour and a half driving around for him, get my son. We're all there, come to his house. And as soon as I get there, he calls my son over. And I've talked to this guy five times. Four weeks ago, we got together. And my son was there. So he calls my son in front of him and tells him to look him in the eyes. And he says this a couple of times. I'm getting uncomfortable. Like, what's he saying? And then he starts saying that last time I was over here that uh, my son was jealous of his seven-year-old daughter. And she was talking to another boy. And, and his daughter is popular. And he can't talk to her that way. And you can't be jealous. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My son's seven years old going on four. You're talking to me. You're making it sound like they're dating please Julio and I said just please no not that my son goes I'll talk to him I want he can't be mean to him and he starts like going off of me he can't talk, talk to me they're seven years old and he's like talking about like they're dating like he's ready to if you ever treat my daughter disrespectfully I'm going to kill you type of thing it's a seven year old boy he's four years old he doesn't know and I'm like Julio please don't talk to him I'll talk to him whatever I want I said okay but we're going to go Julia and I we'd buy her a gift Julia a gift and all that and I gave it to him I don't want your gift I mean he's like a 70 year old man acting like a 4 year old kid and so I, we walked out not mean doesn't slam anything well, I'm not going to let him abuse my son I mean I was, I was offended by that and so I lost a friend and then today I got a text 
from a guy who has changed his life 10 years ago. He came back and wanted to be a part of our team. He staffed with me four weeks ago and just really, really uh, said how much he wants to be a part of it. And then I haven't talked to him since that. And he just sent me a text. They said, I'm watching you. I'm listening to every word you're saying. And you're a hypocrite. The guy has no idea who I am, what I'm doing. And, it, and this guy was supposed to staff with me, supposed to be part of my team, so I had to cut him off. He's a cancer. But, so here I just had this great experience. And what it reminded me is life is an undulating line. It has peaks and it has valleys. And you know what I've learned? And when you have these peaks, if you have a great rise, a great success spiritually and mostly, beware. Because the enemy, if you're a Christian, is going to come and whack you upside the head. And so I'm reeling and bringing people to Christ and being loved on and being told I'm changed while they're seeing the incredible change. And then to go from that to two people who are supposed to be friends of mine attack me. And, you know, and I was talking to a friend of mine who's had COVID for the fourth time. I said, you know, the devil attacks us differently. He's attacking your body. He doesn't attack my body. He attacks me through family and friends. He attacks me through my wife. He attacks me through my family. He attacks me through people that are close to me. So, ladies and gentlemen, remember life is an undulating line. And when you have those high points, enjoy them. But remember, there's gonna, it's going to come back down. And we've got to learn the lesson from the low point. I don't want to react to other people how they react to me. I want to continue my growth. And so I want to be able to hold my tongue. I want to still be able to pray for people. I want to be able to remove that spirit of offense. But we've got to remember, life is an undulating line. It has peaks and has valleys. And what we do in the valleys makes as much difference as what we do at the peaks. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Are you a real estate investor looking to refinance one or more of your properties? Most lenders only work with cookie-cutter W-2 borrowers. At Cash Call Mortgage, we have loans designed specifically for investment properties. We qualify customers based on the cash flow from the investment property. Borrowers can get up to $2.5 million. That's right, $2.5 million. No tax returns or employment verification needed for our investment property loans, and absolutely no lender or broker fees. If you're a real estate investor looking to refinance a mortgage on one or more of your investment properties, give Cash Call Mortgage a try. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call now, 800-940-7998. That's 800-940-7998. 800-940-7998. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions or visit CashCallMortgage.com. 
We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I'm Black, and I'm back in Dallas-Fort Worth. My show is broadcast live from Minneapolis uh, every day, and it's my second home. Uh, I'm up there a lot. Uh, Lee uh, Michaels lets me uh, co-host uh, or host every once in a while. He has a great show, uh, Crosswalk with Lee Michaels. So I love Minneapolis. It's my second home, but my home, first home, is Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, and we're blessed because we have listeners all over the world. And uh, I want to do a shout-out real quick to Open Bible Church at 2121 Colorado Drive. Uh, pastors are Re- Reggie Lewis and his wife, uh, Janetta Lewis. Uh, they opened their home up to us for this last week. It was the first time. Uh, totally different than what we're used to. A lot smaller. Uh, but i got to be honest with you, I think it was the best week uh, we had of the seven I've had. Uh, I think we had more unity. Uh, we came together. We, we dealt with the uh, uh, out of the comfort zone so well. It was great to see. It's one of the lessons to learn. When you have a group of committed people, see, that's what a team is. Together, everyone achieves more. A team is a group of people with a common mission. And see, we all had a common mission that we went out there for dirty bikes for broken people and full immersion faith. And so the enemy, we went in there knowing it was going to be a little uncomfortable. And so we kind of went in there prepared for the enemy to throw all this weird stuff at us. And so when he did throw it at us, we weren't shut down. That's what takes off guard, right? After the, the incredible high of this last week, come home and they get smacked around. You know, get, you know, someone who, a friend who I poured a lot into, wanted to attack my son and basically had to walk out of there and basically end a relationship. And I had to explain that to my son. He was in tears. I had to explain to my tears that you didn't do anything wrong. He's just, uh, he's going through a lot and hurting people hurt people. And I'm always okay with this guy. He's mean to everybody. And I'm okay with him being mean to me. I, I can deal with it. But you can't be mean to my son. If someone needs to discipline my son, that's going to be me. If you have a problem with my son, tell me. I never heard about he had a problem with anything, and, and my son's not sexualized at seven years old. He's not jealous. He's not looking to date somebody. He's not looking for a girlfriend. He's seven years old on the mindset of a four-year-old. He's a boy. Boys mature a lot slower. And seven years old, what are girls talking about dating and all that? That's just crazy. So you got to remember who you are and whose you are. And you also got to remember we're all driven by something. See, that person, even if they're doing bad stuff, they're, they're driven by something, some hurt, some pain. Remember, neuroassociative conditioning says that there are basically two driving forces in life. We're either moving away from pain or we're moving towards some pleasure. And remember, just because you might consider it pleasure to you might not be pleasurable to someone else. So that word pleasure, be careful of because, boy, that's a loaded word. 
So we got to realize that people are different. And we're all driven by something from our past. Something that we're moving towards, something we're moving away from. Some fear, some trauma, some drama, some hope, some dream, some expectation. And they don't look much different. Well, the people might look different, but the, 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 the goal, the outcome, the drive doesn't. And so we got to remember that person, when they're acting up, when they're doing things that you don't like, uh, uh, this is where understanding comes in. This is where we got to meet people in their map of reality. This is why we got to quit asking for justice. You know, all these people march in the street, no justice, no peace. We've already seen that when justice comes knocking at the door, when they want to arrest them or want to take them in, they resist, they take their gun, they rebel, they beat them up. That's what happens. You know what happens to most people when justice comes knocking at your door? You pretend you're not there. Landshark, nobody home. And if you don't want justice for you, the, the God of the universe to declare justice on you, then why would you claim it for everybody else? What we need is mercy and forgiveness and understanding. What we need is to turn the other cheek. What we need is we need to put the spirit of offense to rest. See, undulating line, that's what life is. It has peaks and valleys, has highs and lows, has ups and downs. And I'm telling you, God cares how we struggle. God wants people who can live in pain without making everybody's life around them painful. Remember, when Jesus was being crucified, he, he, he said seven things on the cross. And the first one was, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Because the third thing I talked about was hurting people hurt people. It's a universal law. You know, some, some guy, it happened again. Some guy barreled his car down a street. My wife was uh, on her uh, Facebook or whatever, and some feed came across, and it was right at that point of impact, and she sees bodies flying through the air. It's happening more and more and more. Now, it's for Charlottesville when they wanted to make, you know, a Trump a white nationalist, and he's a racist. Remember that guy that got drove down the street and killed one woman? And for two years, three years, they used it against Trump. So you're hateful. These are your people. You said they were nice people. That's not what he said at all. Well, how many times has that happened since then? And multiple people killed. And you don't even hear about it anymore. Why? Because it doesn't matter who dies. What matters is how they die. By what hand so they can use it politically. And this is what you got to understand. I'll, I'll never forget when I moved to Texas. The freeway was shut down. And uh, I, was, I was parked on the freeway. And afterwards, I went home and checked out what was happening. This is a true story. Some dude was driving home at lunchtime from a radio show. He was some kind of radio gig. And a truck in front of him had a forklift on it, a flatbed truck. It was tied down. It wasn't sitting right. I don't know all the details. But somehow, when that semi-truck went down the freeway 80 miles an hour, it, that forklift was propelled by the overpass. The overpass hit it, or it hit the overpass, I should say. And that forklift flew through the air and squashed that guy. Killed him instantly, supposedly. So they shut down the freeway to pull a crane off a guy. Now, of all the people you know that have died, how many people do you know have died by a flying forklift? And you know the sad part about it is, purposely, I've never pursued, I've never investigated who that guy was. And, and God won't let me. I won't let me. Why? Because of this message is so powerful. See, I know how that person died, but I don't know how they lived. And that's why George Floyd is so famous, right? Not because of the way he lived, because of the way he died. He didn't live any exemplary life. 
but a cop did some things he shouldn't have did that caused his death. And by the way, George Floyd did some things he shouldn't have done that caused his death. I'm not relitigating this thing, and the you know jury's been spoken, guilty, so whatever. But it doesn't make George Floyd a good man because the guy who killed him was a bad man. What makes us a good person is not color of our skin, not how we die, but how we live. It is our choices. Dr. King says, I have a dream. And one day my four little children will live in a nation where they're not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. What Dr. King was saying was don't judge me by my non-choices. I didn't choose the color of my skin. I didn't choose my socioeconomic background that I was raised in. I didn't choose my family of origin. I didn't choose what color my skin was. So Dr. King says, how dare you? How unjustly can you be to judge a man or a woman? for a choice that wasn't theirs. But he gave us full authority on what we can judge him by. He says, but judge me by my choices. He said, judge me by my character. Because that's what character is. It's what do we do with the goulash that's thrown at us? What do we do with the SOS of life that's dumped on us like toast in a morning breakfast? When God was crucified, he said forgiveness. How about us when we have to pick up our cross? Are we bitter, angry? Are we ready to block an attack? See, that brings us to the fourth thing, that we are far more similar than we are different. And we might look different. We might talk different. But we are living, breathing human beings. We all want to love and be loved. We all want to provide. We all want to be safe. We all want to make sure our family is safe and provided for. Can I tell you some other things? We want to know we're special. We want to know we matter. We want to be heard. We want to be seen. Adrian Lyle is a friend of mine. Uh, talks about whenever he goes into a restaurant, he'll stand there until someone acknowledges him. So that's one of his pet peeves. Then we walk in to acknowledge me. I'm a human being. No matter what your beliefs are, no matter what my skin color is, no matter what you think about me, I'm a living, breathing human being. I'm a child of God, or at the least, I'm a creation of God. And so we've got to realize that we are far more similar, that we block and we attack. Hurting people hurt people. When you back someone in the corner, you know what you've got. You can tell a man's religion in time of despair. When someone is helpless and hopeless, they'll do whatever they want. There's no consequence. Because helpless and hopeless means that my life sucks today and tomorrow will be no better. So what's the consequence? Why would I do anything different? See, as a leader, we got to bring hope. we got to be hope pellers. Because hope says this. Hope says no matter what's going on in my life today, tomorrow can be better. And we have hope. We act differently. We think differently. We not only become the hands and feet of Christ, we put on the heart and mind of Christ. Give me your eyes, Lord, so I can see. Give me your eyes. What do you see when you look at this world? We could be entertaining angels from on high and not even know it. That's why you got hurting people out there like you are. They're similar like you. They just need someone to notice them, someone to care, someone to reach out. Don't be too busy. Remember, the devil can't make you bad. He'll make you busy. And you got to keep your heart open. The world, uh, the narrative is wanting to crush your heart. You've got to keep your mind open, your heart open. 
Man, that's why you got to remind yourself. You got to be listening to these radio shows. You got to go to likeitmatters.net. You, you're being under assault. You can't do it on your own. No man is an island to rock into himself together. Everyone achieves more. Go to likeitmatters.net. Join the family. Join the team. Let us get you cleaned up. Get your heart on fire. Get your mind cleaned up. And get you focused on what's important. Where time is short. The time is now. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Are you ready to become the best version of yourself? Are you ready to become the George Bernard Shaw you could have been? Then you got to know how people work. You got to know your number one commodity is the leader's people. That's the key. After the break, I'm going to finish off my list of things I learned in Sturgis 2022. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor, Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. 
back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Remember that word education. I'm not like I'm going to teach you something, although you should be open to learning something. I do love a good nugget. Uh, but education, I love um, uh, Einstein's definition. He says that education is not the learning of mere facts and figures, but it's the training of the mind to think. Uh, and that's the key. God tells us the battles in the mind. Battles in the mind, and yet most people are losing the battle because they're not realizing it. That's what Dr. Viktor Frankl said. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It's our freedom. And remember, the mind is six times faster than we can talk. So if you look at transactional analysis, the study of communication by Dr. Eric Byrne, he said there's a stimulus and a response. But here's the key. When you understand how we work, that the mind is six times faster than we can talk, we're not responding to what the other person did or said, that, the, the stimulus. That's not what we're responding to. See, we're going to what we know. A dog returns with vomit, and a sow, after cleaning herself, returns the mire. You know, the interesting question we hear all the time about the prodigal son. And by the way, we misuse the word prodigal. The prodigal, the word means to excessive living, ex, ex, um, um, affluent spending, uh, wasteful spending. That's what prodigal actually means. But what we've turned it into is someone who went wayward, someone who went off the track because he was rude, disrespectful, basically said, Dad, I wish you were dead. Give me my money that you owe me. Uh, and he went off and, and, and he, he lived like a pig. He slopped up pig stuff. He ate, slept in the pig side because he lost all his money spending on hookers and alcohol and wine and revelry, all that stuff. Not that any of us ever done that. But here's the question. If he would have died in the pigsty, would he have died as a pig or has he died as a son? And he would have died as a son acting like a pig. And let's be honest. There's a lot of us sons acting like pigs. And we're better than this. And we get going off online and we get justified by the world and we lower the bar. And that's what my, things like my class do. Things like my class do is called leadership awakening. Because sometimes we need a wake-up call. That's why the, the liberals stole the word woke. Because we've got to wake up. Now, their woke is just a deeper state of uh, uh, hypnotic trance. That's all it is. They're just a bunch of sheeple uh, being led to the slaughter. Uh, it's stunning. But really, we need to wake up. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. We live unconscious. And the devil knows that. The shiny one knows that. Waving shiny objects, giving you 27 channels of ESPN, giving you 32 things to work about. You're building your own kingdom. You're building that other cabin, that other log home. You're getting that third car. You're going on your third vacation this year. You got to get that new TV, that new DVD player, that new house system, right? All that. And then you got so many people around you who are struggling just to eat. But we get wrapped up in the shiny things. And so the last two things that I learned from this trip to Sturgis, and again, it's not like I never knew these, just reminded, relearned, is first of all, it's good to serve. You know, it is far greater than give to receive. That's actually biblical. A lot of people quote things that aren't in the Bible and they say they're in the Bible. That actually is in the Bible. We are supposed to give freely because God freely gave to us. And when we reap abundantly, we sow abundantly. Or when we sow abundantly, we reap abundantly. How about that one? <laughs> how, 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 what are you planning out there? 
It's good to serve. That's why you're a conduit. You're a pass-through agent. Consider that everything that God's blessed you with, because it's all God's. The Bible is clear. It all comes from God. It's all made by God. It all is for God. It all comes back to God. So the best, your talents are on loan. I used to love when Rush Limbaugh would say, a talent on loan from God. Now, he was being facetious and entertaining, but he was absolutely right. Each and every one of us, our talent is on loan from God. Our home is on loan from God. Our, our, our kingdom that we're building on this planet is on loan from God. What, what kingdom are you building? Because there's only one kingdom that's going to last, and that is the eternal kingdom. is God's kingdom. And so it's much better to serve. When was the last time you gave without everybody knowing about it? You know, these groups in Africa, and one of the groups I'm having a tough time with, I just built a house with, and I'm, I'm really having a hard time trusting them. I'm not seeing pictures I think I should see. I'm not hearing a lot about the home we just built. I'm not seeing something. So there's concerns of mine. Do they need money? Yeah. Did they build a home? Sure. Uh, but now I've been supporting them for almost two years. I'm, I'm wondering about them. And it breaks my heart because I want to support them, want to share with them. But now I'm wondering, is that the best use of my money? And so he, them knowing that, say, oh, we want to put your house, uh, we want to put your name on, on this house you built for us. Was there anybody else that helped you? And I, I responded back, no, 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 no. God built that house, not Scott Black. And I said, call it Bethel, the house that God built. Because I don't want glory from them. I want glory from God. And the Bible's pretty clear. You can get glory from either God or man. If you get it from man, you've already been paid, so move on. So I don't want it from you. I'm not telling you that story to tell you. I'm telling that story to tell you that I, I didn't want them to put my name on that house. That is God's house. That's Bethel. That's not Black's house. That's not Scott Black's house. Uh, all I did was take money that God funneled to me and then funneled it to them. That's all I did. And so one thing I learned, uh, reminded, I was good to serve. All week long, I was a slave. All week. Loved to be a slave. Some of you are afraid of that word. I love the word. I'm a slave to Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm a son. I'm a prince. I'm a co-heir. Some Christians bristle when I say that. Because you got no, you got to know who you are in Christ. I do know who I am in Christ. And I also fear the Lord. So the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord with awe and reverence. I'm not fearing him like he's going to come and slap me in the face. Although if I deserved it, he can. I, I'm, I awe him. I'm in reverence. I'm humbled that he would choose this broken creature as a child of his. A creature that the world finds no value and they don't fit in anywhere. I don't care whether you're talking about a church or a radio station or anywhere. I don't fit in anywhere. And so it's good to serve. Because when we serve, people are seeing Jesus. People are seeing God. For God so loved the world, he did something about it. For you so loved God, you do something about it. Which brings me to the last point that I had to remind myself of. God is good. You know, life is hard. And if you read the good book, it says two things. Life ain't no fair. And life is hard. Let's be honest. Is it fair what we did to God when he came down the form of man as Jesus the Christ? Spit upon him, mocked him. Strung him up naked. Bled him dry. It's not fair. And what did he say? Forgive him. And remember, he didn't want to do it. He cried in the garden. His soul was unto death. He wept. He sweated blood. Please, Daddy. Please, Daddy. I don't want to do this. If there's any other way. And then you got to ask yourself, any other way to do what, Jesus? Any other way to redeem a broken man? And there is no other way. 
because his silence was his answer. Abba's silence. He didn't say anything. Just like a good dad knows that. When you told your kid something and they ask again, you just look at them. You don't say a word. And in that silence, there was great oratory. And that's what God said to Jesus. Nothing. Then your will be done, not mine. And why can I say God's good because of that? Because God loves us so much that he longs that none shall perish. And that God loves us so much that he came down the form of man that he occupied our flesh and became sin. It's intense. And so God is good. And we got to love on people. People are hurting. People are broken. People don't know where to turn. People are confused. I mean, have you looked at the news lately? It's scary. Do you see now in the Minnesota? Hey, Minnesota, good job. So the teachers union, the new contract with the teachers union, you see it? That when they lay off, all white people go first. Look it up. I'm not making it up. All white people go first. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your seniority is. If you're white and someone who's of color and was just hired yesterday and you've been there 20 years, you're gone. Because we all know that only thing that matters is skin color. Look at the data now on what it's cost our kids two years of shutdown, wearing masks, making kids afraid of each other, making kids afraid to go to school. I still yesterday saw a lady riding a bike out in the open area with a mask on. And I'm thinking, what lie has she believed? See, ladies and gentlemen, we got to think. The time is now. We got to reach out to people. That's why I went to Sturgis for, for dirty bikes, for broken people, and for full immersion faith. And you know, you don't need to go to Sturgis. You don't need to go to Africa. You don't need to go to Rome to do that. Go out the street. Go across the hallway. Walk to the grocery store. See a need, meet a need. Give mercy. Give grace. Remember that we are far more similar than we are different. Turn the other cheek. Get rid of the spirit of offense. Hold no pound of flesh, no record wrong against your brother. And maybe read daily 1 Corinthians chapter 13 about God's love, that unconditional love. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join Andrew Parker this Sunday evening at 6 as he talks politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, every Sunday evening at 6, here on Freedom 1570. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. Chet's Shoes is your industrial footwear headquarters. Talk to him today about setting up a customized industrial program for your employees. Chet's works with you to fit your company's needs in everything from specific styles to customized billing. Let them bring the store to you with their mobile shoe service or visit their store in Spring Lake Park. Chet's features comfortable and professionally fit footwear with brands such as Timberland Pro, Keen Utility, New Balance, Reebok, Carolina, Ariat, and more. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.